Hey, some big news. My YouTube channel is up and running. You can get there via my website, manyroadstravel.com, double L in traveled, or obviously straight on YouTube. Okay, see you there and enjoy the show. Cheers. You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000 mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing, we'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So, without further ado, let's hit the road! Welcome to episode 30! Whoop, whoop! <laughs> and on today's episode, I am going to the Sese Islands from Kampala. And the Sesi Islands are made up of 84 islands in Lake Victoria, so kind of the center of Africa. And only about 43 of those are inhabited, and the biggest is about 40 kilometers in length. Well, it took quite a mission to get there, let me tell you, from Kampala, because <laughs> we're also in Kampala on the day of the Kabaka, which was the first Kabaka that they'd had for 30 years. which And a Kabaka is basically the crowning of a new king who is actually still the king now. <laughs> so remember, this is back in 1993. So we'll pick up where we left off on the last episode. So it is day 196 on my trip so far. Traveling with my friend Claire, who I'd met in Nairobi, and we'd been traveling for a couple of weeks by now. Didn't know what to do, whether to leave Kampala that day to go to the Sese Islands or to stay for the Kabaka. Because like I said, it was kind of a historical thing. However, they do have like a president and two prime ministers and about four other kings at the time. So, and Kampala was quite expensive and, you know, it's a capital plus it was extra busy because of the Kabaka. So we had decided to sleep on it. Well, of course, we didn't really sleep because we were worried about what we we're going to do. And we decided we we're just going to leave. So we had to get up early for the ferry. And it left by about 7 a.m. or so from the Y, which doubled as a school. <laughs> so you had to leave, you had to kind of pack up your stuff by 8 in the morning anyways, because school started at 8.30. So we got a taxi from Kampala to Port Bell, because that's where we thought the ferries left from. Of course, we get there and they were like, oh, no, there's no ferries because of the Kabaka. <laughs> of course. But luckily, this lady overheard me and she's like, oh, well, you can go to Entebbe. And nearby, there is a dock from there that you can get the ferries to. So we're like, oh, okay. So we got a taxi, but we had to go back to Kampala. <laughs> Never leave Kampala. To the taxi car park and to get another taxi to Entebbe. So we get to Entebbe and they're like, oh, no, you have to go to Kissinye, which is this little local fishing village, which was nearby. So we're like, okay. So... We jump in the back of a like a pickup taxi and get to Kissinye and got to Kissinye about 10 a.m. And we're, we were told, oh, because of the Kabaka, there's no boats. I'm like, oh, great. So glad we didn't stay for the Kabaka. But then they kind of, you know, talks amongst themselves. And they're like, OK, no, actually, there will be one boat leaving at about 3 p.m. 
So if you want to get that, just stick around. So like I said, it's 10 a.m. So five hours of just sitting around there waiting for the three o'clock boat. <laughs> and of course, four o'clock rolls around and a guy kind of comes over to us and he's like, okay, well, it's going to be $10 each to go on his boat at four o'clock. We're like, uh, okay, which is about 10 times the price as the local ferry. And then we look at the boat and the boat is literally a dugout canoe with a 45 horsepower motor attached to it. Not looking super safe for three of us in our backpacks and the driver, of course, right? And also it looked like there was a storm coming and Lake Victoria, apparently like a lot of people drown in Lake Victoria. So it's because it's so huge, you can get waves and things like that. And it was going to be getting dark soon, you know, got dark just after six. So it was like, hmm. Is it really worth dying for today to get to the Sesley Islands? So we're like, nah, screw this. This looks way too dodgy. So, of course, backtrack back to Kampala, my favorite place now. (laughs) Of course, another jam-packed pickup taxi truck to just retrace our steps, basically. And then, of course, by the time we get back to Kampala, you know, we've missed the Kabaka. (laughs) Anyways... And cannot find anywhere to sleep. And if you listen to the last episode, there was no food in, in most of the restaurants either. Because, you know, so many people were there, I guess. I don't know. So we're like, okay, awesome. So it was back to the lovely Y. And even the Y was full. So they didn't have any mattresses on the floor. So we just camped in the Y's front yard. Yeah, really successful day. So the next day, oh yeah, so 197 which was August 1st, by the way. And it was a Sunday as well. So now we're like, oh my gosh, are the ferries going to run on Sundays? Because we weren't sure. The Lonely Planet said they did. But like I said in many other episodes, Lonely Planet tended to be wrong more times than it was right. But we were like, we just got to get a Kampala because itchy feet plus Kampala was expensive and we just want to get the hell out of there, basically. So on our, and we, we found out there was another place that we could get a ferry from, which was called Masaka. So on our way to to get to Masaka, like, you know, we stopped in a few restaurants to get some breakfast. No food. <laughs> I think that's the only time, really, I've been traveling that, like, many restaurants didn't have any food. <laughs> it was like, oh, my gosh. So we just went to a market to grab something to eat, basically. And then we uh, got a matatu to Masaka, which took about two hours or so. I mean, luckily, Uganda is an absolutely beautiful country. It's so green and lush and, you know, so at least the views are beautiful. And look, people were really nice, actually, as well. So there was that going for it. (laughs) We were told, oh, no, the ferry's only from here. It's from a village six kilometers away, which you actually passed on the way. So you need to get a, a taxi there. Honestly, I was literally holding on to my sanity and patience by my fingernails at this point. So now we're looking around for a taxi and this guy comes over. He's like, oh, I'll take you. And it was only six kilometers, remember? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll take you in my car. It'll be $60, Uh, Are you crazy? No, thank you very much. So then we found another car and it was only a dollar <laughs> each. So we're like, yep. But... I think they broke the record. Nine people packed in this car, plus five kids. So I had to sit on Claire's lap. 14 people in a car. <laughs> um, and of course, it's a really bumpy road as well. But luckily, it was only six kilometers. So we finally get to the port. I said to her, I was like, right, 
we're sleeping at this port until we can get a bloody ferry because I'm not going any further. <laughs> and of course, we get to the port. And what did I say? Lonely planet. Nope. No ferries run on Sundays from here. Awesome. I, I was just was about to lose my mind, basically. But then this guy comes over and he's like, oh, I know this guy. He's rented the ferry privately for the day. So I can see if I can get you on there. We're like, okay, awesome. He was going to Boogala Island, which I don't know if we were planning on going there, but we we're like, we'll just get in the Sesame Islands, basically. Like, okay, cool, that's fine. And he only charges like a dollar seventy or something like that, which is pretty much almost the same price as what it would have been on a public ferry. But there's only a few of us on it, so we're like, okay, awesome. So the boat comes in. It's a floating plank. <laughs> With barrels on the side and two big engines at the back. Like, okay, yeah, ferry means something different to us, really. But, oh, well, let's chance it. And, of course, you know, no life fest or anything like that. And like I said, Lake Victoria is huge. It's the biggest freshwater uh, or tropical freshwater lake in the world. But we're like, let's just chance it. We both can swim. So <laughs> there are hippos and crocs in here, but hopefully we'll be okay. So we get to Bugala Island around 6.30 p.m. Hallelujah. We had heard about a place to stay called Mr. A's Guest House. But then we, of course, we have to get there. So we meet this guy on, you know, on Bugala Island and he's like, oh, I'll take you, you know, get in my car. So we're like, okay, well, honestly, he thought he was in the Grand Prix or something because he just took off like a rocket and like the roads are not great. There's potholes, you know, dirt roads. Holy cow. It's just like, I thought plank boat didn't kill us. This guy surely is going to. <laughs> yeah. So I think we drove from Luku to Kangagula in record time. Like it took us an hour. Probably normal people would take two hours. <laughs> But we survived and got to Mr. A's guest house and there was four other Mzungus, our travelers there. And Mr. A was a character. Oh my gosh, he was great. But it was so funny. Like the lodge, it was really cute. But every, literally everything inside the lodge had a green sticky label on it with the name, like example, flower pot. <laughs> so it was quite bizarre, really. But we were just happy. We're on the Sesame Islands. And yes, great. Yeah, so we just kind of had dinner there and, you know, chatted to the other four travelers, which was great. And it was pretty cheap. I think it was only a couple, what, I think it was two, two and a half thousand Ugandan shillings per night and 2,000 shillings per meal. And at the time, it was about 1,100 shillings to the dollar. Nowadays, it's about 3,700 shillings to the dollar. So the next morning, we woke up which we found that was our now new wake up call was thunderstorms and roosters <laughs> at, you know, crack of dawn. And this is a misconception. People think roosters just crow at dawn. No, they don't. They crow all night long <laughs> or all day long. They just crow whenever they want. I have now, like, I hate roosters, really, <laughs> which weirdly in Chinese astrology, I am a rooster, which is really annoying. <laughs> So yeah, so I got up early and the lodge had a little sweet little library. So I went in there. It was about 6 30 in the morning. His daughter was up. So I ordered a pot of tea and just kind of sat down in one of the big chairs and 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 read of mice of men. It took me two hours, which is when my tea finally arrived. And then I took a cup into Claire because she wasn't feeling well the night before. She had like really bad diarrhea and there was blood and mucus. Yeah, not great. And this is the thing, you know, when you're traveling in Africa, you can get so many different 
viruses or bacteria or whatever, right? You don't know what is actually wrong with you. So you just have to kind of make sure you, re you hydrate and rest, really, and see how it goes. If it gets much worse, you, you must go to a doctor's kind of thing. Anyway, she was feeling a little bit better uh, the next day, which was good. So after the weather cleared up, like I said, it rained all morning, we decided, okay, well, let's go and have a, you know, walk around Google Island <laughs> and find the beach. Because apparently there's, you know, beautiful beaches in these islands. We strolled around and we're walking for, I don't know, an hour or so. No sign of the beach. So we're like, okay, well, let's just kind of head back to the lodge. But, you know, the island's really cute. Like I said, it's very lush and there's not a lot to do, but it's, it's, you know, a nice place to chill out. So just kind of got back to the lodge and two more British couples arrived. So there was, I don't know, about seven of us now there, eight of us, something like that. So it was just nice. We just, you know, chatted over dinner and early nights, really, because the next morning, roosters again. <laughs> Oh, and to add to the mix of rain roosters, we got a squealing pig this morning. Just the greatest way to wake up, really. So after the rain stopped, yeah, Claire and I were like, okay, let's find this damn beach, man. <laughs> like, it can't be that hard. So we went out the other direction than the day before. And now a quick sponsor break. Listen, I've got a sweet deal for you. You can try out for 30 days this all-in-one marketing platform that has literally everything you need for an online business. Websites, membership sites, e-commerce sites, the list goes on and on and on. There's 40 unlimited tools that you can use 30 days. Plus, I'm throwing in 600 bucks worth of my bonuses. So head on over to manyroadstravel.com slash travel. Double L in traveled. Okay, back to the show. So, you know, we're walking about 45 minutes. We bump into one of the British couples and they're like, oh yeah, it's about another 10 kilometers down. We're like, what? This is too much work. <laughs> so let's just go back to the lodge and hang out there for the day. So, which is what we did. Yeah. So we did find out that the ferry was leaving at, at least at four in the morning to get to Bukasa Island, which is where we really wanted to go. We're like, well, let's just save a night's accommodation. <laughs> And we'll check out because we got to get up at like three in the morning because it's an hour walk or so to the ferry. And we'll just stay up all night. We're like, okay, great. And yeah, so, and all the other travelers, they stayed up with us. And like, so we you know, chatted again, played some cards, had dinner. And then when they went to bed, we went onto the front porch to, you know, just to wait before we left. And I ended up falling asleep on a table for about two hours. <laughs> we left at three in the morning, so tired to do the big walk to the ferry, get to the ferry port just before four. We're like, okay, we're here in good time. Oh yeah, no, the boat doesn't leave till 6.30 in the morning. We're like, oh my God, we could have actually had a good night's sleep at Mr. A's in a bed, but oh well. We get on the ferry, it left around, yeah, just after six. And it took us about an hour and a half or so to get to Bukasa. So we get to Bukasa and we know, again, we'd heard about, oh, you have to stay at Agnes's house when you're there. There's this huge hill to climb, like, you know, my pack weighed about 22 kilos. It's like, oh my God, get on no sleep. Well, two hours of sleep on a table. <laughs> so get up the hill and then see her house. And it's this big white wooden house, with this beautiful big veranda. But the closer we get, we're like, oh, it's looking pretty scrubby, really. <laughs> and get there. And the view is amazing because you're just overlooking the hill. You see Lake Victoria, you know, like I said, it's very lush and green everywhere. Um, so yeah, the brand new was amazing. And then Agnes comes out and she's just all smiles. Awesome lady, you know, didn't speak too much English, you know, a little bit. 
So then she comes and shows, Go. we come through the house and we can, j- it just stinks. Like it smells so bad, like basically like mice and bird shit, basically. <laughs> hmm. And you can see it. All, and there's birds flying in the house. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So she shows us our, our room. It has no beds or even mattresses on the floor. There's just a mat on the concrete floor. And like I said, you can see bird and mice poop everywhere. It's like, oh, what? And she wanted 2,000 shillings a night, which is what almost what we paid for Mr. A's. I mean, Mr. A's was clean, at least. I mean, the beds weren't great. They're just thin foam mattresses on planks of wood. So not the most comfortable. But like I said, it was clean. Claire and I are like, oh. But we didn't know anywhere else to stay around this part of the island, right? We're like, okay. And she was lovely. So, okay. So we we kind of drop our bags and then... um, there was four Italian guys staying there too, who they thought in their heads they were Italian stallions. They were not good looking at all or stallions of any kind. <laughs> and they they didn't speak hardly any English either, but they were kind of amusing. But we found out that they had beds in their room and they were paying the same as us. We're like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, Agnes was like, well, would you like some breakfast? We're like, yeah, that would be great. Now, this was Agnes's strength. She was an amazing cook. Veranda was really nice. It was beautiful. So she brought us breakfast and, and a pot of tea. And breakfast, I think it was fruit pancakes with honey. And it was they were delicious. And then, of course, we we're so tired. So we just kind of hung out. And it was overcast as well. So, I mean, because it's a beautiful island, there's just not a lot on it kind of thing. Especially when the weather's not great. So we're like, okay, let's just read on the veranda and chill out and play some cards, you know, do that kind of thing. And then decided, okay, well, let's go for a little walk around. And the day before, we did find a little shop near Mr. A's and bought six king-size joints <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> so we're like, well, at least we'll, we'll have one of those on our little walk. So we did that. It was really nice stuff, actually. <laughs> and so right behind Agnes's house, there was a school. And then along the way, there's like three other little shops. So after our, our little walk, we got back. and. Agnes brought out dinner, which, like I said, was delicious. So we had fresh fried fish from the, you know, I think it's now perch or tilapia from the lake. And some toadstools and cassava, avocados, chapatis, tea, and bananas. All that for $2. So so that was good. And then after dinner, like I said, we just played some cards and went to bed, I think about 8.30 at night because we we're so tired. So I was like, well, let's pitch my tent in the room. <laughs> so hopefully that'll keep out some of the creatures and the smell a little bit. So the first time I've ever done indoor camping, really. So yeah, so that's what we did. So on day 200, of course she has a rooster. Of course she does. So got woken up by the roosters. But to add to that... Agnes had eight dogs, <laughs> as well as the craziness of her house. So I woke up to basically like eight dogs going crazy over the one bitch in heat. So you have roosters and fighting dogs. I was like, oh, this is just the worst wake up call ever. I got up, went to the veranda, and then the dogs ended up coming onto the veranda. I mean, there's blood being drawn. They're just going nuts. So I actually have to stand on a table so I don't get bitten or whatever, right? Watch the craziness. I'm like, oh my God, this is not what you want the first thing in the morning, really. Luckily, the view was beautiful, like I said, and the dogs finally pissed off. But oh my goodness. 
Claire ended up joining me and then we had another delicious breakfast. We decided, okay, there's a, there's a waterfalls on this island. So let's do that today. We'll go for a hike and, you know, be active, <laughs> get away from the house for a bit. So on our way, local people, they were so friendly, you know, they're like, well, you know, the, they spoke a little bit of English, some of them. And, you know, where are you going? We're like, oh, the waterfalls. So people kind of helped us along the way because we would never have found it, I don't think. <laughs> So after a few hours, we got there and yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's not huge or anything, but it's pretty and it was so peaceful, which was nice. So we just kind of chilled out there, had another joint, just relaxed, enjoyed the peace and quiet. Heading back, of course, we kind of got lost, <laughs> but we eventually found, because it was a school. That was the thing we learned. We got to look out for the school. Yeah, it was about seven o'clock and we hadn't seen Agnes and she usually would come and find us to ask us if we wanted dinner or breakfast, whatever, right? And she hadn't we're like oh my gosh like where is she because <laughs> we hadn't seen any other restaurants like i said just a couple of tiny shops so we're like oh hopefully she shows up with some dinner <laughs> but of course she did so half an hour later and she comes with some more fresh fish rice chapati salad pineapple and tea oh my gosh it was just so good so then after dinner the italian stallions they asked if we wanted to play cards with them so we're like okay sure why not so we play the game Shithead, and whoever loses becomes Shithead, and they have to do a forfeit, which Claire lost, and I actually won, so I had to make her do a forfeit. So I got her to stand up on a chair and sing at the top of her lungs, God Save the Queen, <laughs> which she did, but it was hilarious. <laughs> and the Italian stallions were just like, just hitting on both of us the whole night, but like in a funny way. So, you know, it wasn't offensive or anything like that. So it was great. We had a really good laugh, actually, that night. After another indoor camping night of not sleeping great. So the next morning, oh my God, breakfast was even, it just seemed the food getting better and better. We were going to, we were going to skip breakfast and just uh, Claire make some porridge. But Agnes is like, yeah, but they're my famous fish cakes and fresh mandazis. So we're like, oh, well, if they're famous, <laughs> let's have them. And they were, oh my gosh, so good. I mean, kind of a random breakfast, but delicious. Oh my gosh. And mandazis are these very popular African snack. So they're basically just like deep fried batter kind of thing, almost like a donut kind of, but they're flat, but they're really good. <laughs> really low cal. And it was the first day. It actually was nice and sunny the whole day. So we're like, okay, let's go find a beach. We're not having much luck finding beaches, but let's today we're doing it. So we, yeah, we took off and we met a bunch of local kids and they took us to the beach, thankfully, because we never would have found it because there was loads of zigzagging through back of people's houses, you know, their backyards and through bush and yeah, never would have found it. And it took about an hour to get there. So we get to the beach and it's this, you know, it's a nice little cove, very pretty, but not a lot of sand on the, on the actual beach. So we finally lay down, have a swim. It was really nice catching some rays reading all of a sudden we can hear the italian stallions come over the ridge kind of thing and they stayed up there so they weren't too close from us well next thing i know they're playing football like soccer bare naked <laughs> for like an hour or so i mean we could see them completely and then you know they were just shouting in italian all the like oh my god it was just it was just ridiculous <laughs> so bizarre <laughs> Luckily, by the time Claire and I left, they had put their clothes back on. So that was good because we had to walk past them. So, of course, on our way back, we got total, totally lost. Uh, I think we zigzagged around that whole island by the end of it. it. Took us, I don't know, two to three hours to get back to Agnes's, which had just taken an hour. 
luckily, yeah, we found a little shop on the way that did sell those mandazis. So we had that little snack, at least. <laughs> and then we got back to Agnes's dinner and the, the seven of us all had dinner together, the Italian. And tonight's dinner was smoked fish, rice, chapatis and fruit salad. Yum, yum, yum. And then, yeah, I managed to stay awake till about 9.30 p.m. and then crashed. Well, the next day, day 201, despite us being absolutely knackered from all the walking and everything, we hardly slept because we were just all of a sudden like infested with fleas in our sleeping bags. It was just like, oh, no. So the fleas were probably from the dogs, the birds, the mice, who knows? <laughs> Cockroaches also were there too. So not good. So I was pretty covered in these bites and I was having flashbacks of Ethiopia, like having bed bugs and fleas in my bed every night for a month. I was like, oh no, I can't do this again. But Claire looked like she had chicken pox. <laughs> like she was just covered and they were so itchy. It was like, oh, this is crazy. Why did we just camp outside? <laughs> like, why are we idiots? Like, I don't know anyways so we get up and of course it's raining all, or it wasn't raining it was, it was a bit overcast and i was like okay well i'm gonna do laundry it's gonna be a domesticated day today so i ended up doing all my laundry and also i did some sewing the you know repairs i had to do and hung up my sleeping bag in the sun to hopefully get rid of the goddamn fleas <laughs> so it was just kind of a chilled out day agnes did all this amazing cooking from this tiny little tin hut the back of our house. There was just two little cooking rings on the floor. So it's just gas canister, right? These little, just two of them. And she did all this amazing cooking from there. I mean, if she would have been in a proper restaurant and has a bit of training, she would have been a Michelin star chef, like for sure. So I was walking past the hut and I could hear popping and I thought it sounded like popcorn, but I couldn't smell popcorn. So I'm like, and then I see Agnes and she's like big smile on her face and she waves me over to look in their hut. So I was like, oh, what are you, what are you making, Agnes? And she was just kind of giggling. Yeah. So there's a big kind of a pan with full of boiling oil and she reaches into this bucket and, you know, shows me what's in the bucket. Well, there are these big, juicy, fat, white grubs. And she's dropping those in the oil. <laughs> and they kind of pop, like popcorn, and then scoops them out. And then puts them in another bowl and adds salt to them. So she's like, oh, you want, you want one? I'm like, no, I do not. Thank you. I'll stick with popcorn, <laughs> not popped grubs. <laughs> Although now I wish I would have tried at least one, just, you know, for new experiences. But... She was just laughing her head off at me kind of thing, right? Anyways, we had our dinner, no grubs, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> yeah, so dinner that night was smoked fish, stewed veg, sweet potatoes, and chapatis. And also during the day, a Belgian couple who were into butterflies, they, they showed up and an Australian guy. But the Belgian couple couldn't speak much English. So I, you know, my French was okay. So we were speaking in French. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're here for the butterflies. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so they had their, you know, their nuts and everything. <laughs> yeah, so all of us, with the Italians, like we all ate dinner together. So like, I mean, how she made all this food in this little hut, I do not know. So, and it was our last night as well. So we spent basically four, four days there, which we were worried that might have been too long just because the ferry schedules at the time. But... Claire and I became masters at killing time. Besides the 
dirt and the fleas and stuff like that and the dogs and <laughs> it was still really really great like i said agnes's cooking made up for it all and the view from the veranda and it like i said the island is really nice the locals are super friendly and so it was a really good time basically and we also realized we only had two weeks left on our ugandan visa so we had to kind of get a move on and that day was actually my five month anniversary of being in africa so that was kind of cool the next day so day 202 after yet, you know, another crappy night of not being able to sleep because of bloody fleas. And I was just like, I can't remember the last time I had a good night's sleep, basically. I think it was way back, like at Sarati. So a couple of weeks, probably. Because <laughs> I've been either camping. So it's been a couple of weeks since I had a good sleep, which is also a worry because with my blood illness, when I don't get sleep, that kicks in big time too. So wasn't feeling 100%, that's for sure. And neither was Claire. But anyways, we're like, okay, let's just onwards and upwards, right? And luckily, I managed to do all of my laundry. Like, my whole pack I washed. I think that was the first time I had all clean clothes since I left Canada, like, <laughs> 202 days ago. <laughs> so that was nice. And and like I said, repaired everything. So it was good. It was a good little a little four days or so. Gave Agnes a big hug. She gave us some andazi, some cookies to go, because we were too early for breakfast when we left. I think we had to get... The, the ferry at about 7 30 8 o'clock took us about six and a half hours to get to port bell back to the mainland uganda to hear about what happens next because next week's episode we're going to the kabali forest to see if we can find some chimpanzees in the wild and also they had lots of other monkeys there so make sure you subscribe and tune in till next thursday's episode of course before we go and now it's time for Tam's top tips. Tip number one for the Sese Islands, like I said, they're made up of 84 islands. Bugala Island is the largest. It's about 40 kilometers. So that's the island we went to first. But remember, there's no banks or ATMs on any of the islands, even now. Nowadays, there are daily ferries from south of Entebbe on the mainland. So it's called Nakiwago Dock. And they leave 8 a.m. daily to... Bugala, and it takes about three and a half hours, and it's about $3. Now they even have first class, which is only $4, so <laughs> they didn't have that back in my day. And then Bukata, it's, there's four daily, 8, 11, 11 1.30, and 4 p.m. And then once you're on the islands, you can travel between the islands like through like lo local water taxis, small boats, fishing boats kind of thing. But once you're on the one, first island, you're good to go. And tip number two, the islands have... I didn't realize this, 6.8% of the world's butterfly species just in these islands. So no wonder my Belgian friends were there. <laughs> and of course, there's many, many species of birds. And there's also vertebrate monkeys. There's quite a lot of wildlife, actually. And there are the hippos and crocs. You don't see them as much on the islands, I don't think. Like, I never saw them there. Tip number three would be, I mean, you can... I would say you're like for Ugandan budget, travel budget, you know, it depends how you travel, right? Like if you're traveling like me budget, <laughs> then you're looking around $50 a day, 50 to 75 maybe. But if you want to rent a car and there are ferries with cars that you could bring your car to the SSL if you rent a car in Uganda, I think you really need one, but you know, up to you. But yeah, if you rented a car for Uganda, then it's, you're looking about $150, $200 a day. Nowadays in Sesame Islands, there's lots. I mean, there's all sorts of combinations now. You don't stay at Agnes's house. Although, if it's still running, you should check it out for cooking. That's for sure for her cooking. It's amazing. Probably some of the best food I'd had, like in Africa. Seriously. 
So there's camping on the island, you know, any kind of budget, you know, so anywhere from, I don't know, $10 a night to a couple hundred dollars a night if, if you want luxury budget. I mean, another option is you could also book like a three or four day safari from Kampala and that would get you, you know, to the islands and everything. Again, you're going to pay between like for budget camping, $300 to up to $1,000 or more, depending on what you're doing, right? So it is really easy to do it on your own. You don't have a Kambaka for one to deal with, but yeah, three or four bucks to get the ferry each way and you get accommodation, whatever suits your budget there pretty easily. There's a lot more to do there now than when I was there. So yeah, you can rent bikes. There's fishing, quad bikes. They even now have whitewater rafting there. So <laughs> there's a lot more activities and stuff to do there. So I would recommend it. Like I, I despite, like I said, the drawbacks, it, it was still really nice. Really, and it, The area is so beautiful. And then for my single female travelers, I did not have a problem in Uganda. It was really felt safe there. Really nice, friendly, helpful people. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive than Kenya even now, but there's a lot to do in Uganda. And like I said, it's such a beautiful country. So yeah, no problems as, as solo female travelers, really. And don't forget, listen, I've got a sweet deal for you. You can try out for 30 days this all-in-one marketing platform that has literally everything you need for an online business. Websites, membership sites, e-commerce sites, the list goes on and on and on. There's 40 unlimited tools that you can use for 30 days. Plus, I'm throwing in 600 bucks worth of my bonuses. So head on over to manyroadstravel.com slash travel. Remember, double L in traveled. Not only is it great for you, but it also helps support the show. Thank you. Okay, so I think that is a wrap. Please leave your reviews either on my website or go to manyrosetravel.com forward slash Apple or on my YouTube channel and a comment. We need some new reviews and just a quick update on the podcast. It's coming along nicely. <laughs> yeah, the top five countries this week are USA, Canada, India, UK, and France. Yep, I'm getting lots of new Indian subscribers. So India is my third home. So welcome. Thank you. Oh, and of course, you can always find more info on my website, manyroadstravel.com. Okay, we'll see you next Thursday. Until then, safe travels, one road at a time. 